Everybody, we are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Leo. Dun, 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 dun. I love that. <laughs> and Ryan. Ryan has I, been. Ryan, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> I mean, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> probably Looney Tune Land. He, I think he may just hang. He just probably just hung out at Looney Tune Land. I mean, for a while. Bucks, you know, smoking carrots. <laughs> we're on. Ca- we're on camera because we're recording on camera now. And um, Ryan looks like he has been somewhere because that beard is quite long. <laughs> like all he needs is a twirly stash to go along with the beard, oh, and you'll yeah. be and you'll be good to go. My stash is naturally twirling. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so Ryan's back, and today we are. Did going... you miss me? I know you missed me. Come on, admit it. You missed I, me. We missed you last <laughs> week, man. Like during, it felt weird talking, doing a comic book episode, and not having you on. Yeah, it was my birthday last weekend, and I uh, had family and shit to do, so... No, all good. Um, We'll definitely talk about Marvel a little later on today, and we are going to talk about the 25th anniversary of Space Jam. (sighs) What a movie. What a movie. (laughs) Um, As the NBA fan of me was cringily watching Space Jam and thinking of 1996 NBA, while Ryan will not have any idea what Leo and I will be talking about in (laughs) in the future, Uh, let's get into the news of the week. Uh... A lot, but not much to really fully dive into, except like maybe one or two things. So um, this is cool. Antonio Banderas is joining the cast of Indiana Jones Part 5. I love this. I think it's been a while, I think, since he's done like a franchise style movie. So I'm actually all in for this. This is actually his first really big role since he was nominated for an Oscar like two years ago. So this is pretty awesome. Uh, Ryan, I'll kick off with you since it's been a while. Um, I don't want this movie to begin with. Yes, you do. <laughs> you absolutely do. Do you know no, who's di- do you know who's directing this? Oh, the director of Logan. Okay, that's a little redeeming, but I still have that bad Crystal Skull taste in my mouth. That's the problem. Crystal Skull's not that bad, man. I rewatched oh it. God. I rewatched oh it. I rewatched God. it last. Two, well, not last week, but about two or three weeks ago, because Jenny had never seen any of the Indiana Jones, so she re- she saw it for the first time. And we watched all four. And then she finished. I didn't. I. She had heard the reputation. And I asked her. I was like, so? She's like, well, it's not that bad. Like, I know. Compared she, to the rest. Uh, no, it's not as good as the rest. But there are a lot of things that very similar, similarly tackle in the other three. I mean, the, the bad is the bad. Like, the alien stuff is terrible. But, you know. Uh I'm 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 anxious to see who he's playing. I wonder if he's going to play a villain, but you know, it, it would be very interesting. He he is now literally the youngest man on that cast, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, <laughs> next bit of news. Um, okay, fuck Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leo, thoughts? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, s- Ryan, I was I was like, I guess yeah, I guess whatever. It's fine. 
Um, no, no, no. So like, uh, uh, so, yeah, same thing. Uh, Antonio Banderas getting cast really it piques my interest. Yes, but I'm, I'm on Ryan's side. This movie doesn't need to be made. Although I'm more of the, but I understand why you want to make it, considering how trash Crystal Skull was. It's so when's this, the last this, time have you guys seen Crystal Skull? Honestly, earlier this year. Doesn't even matter. It's a terrible movie. It didn't, didn't need to be made. So it, it's funny. The whole time that you said, Dave, that you were talking about this movie, it, in my mind, it ran through. We just finished watching Black Widow, which was doing what Crystal Skull tried to do, set up the next generation. We left Black Widow saying, yo, I'm all in. I want to see what happens to Yelena. I want to see the mantle get passed. I left Crystal Skull. I don't care. I never want to watch another Indiana Jones movie ever again. Oh, I'm always in on Indiana Jones. It's such, but, uh, it's such a fun franchise. But, but I absolutely agree with you, though. I would love to see him as a villain. Um, and not even like an overly cheesy villain. I think he can do solid work opposite in the, uh, opposite Harrison Ford in this. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, Dave, how much, is, how much is shooting affected by Harrison's injury at this they're point? They're shooting around him. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. I think they're actually shooting the injury into, um, into the script. Oh, wow. Yeah, got so. It, got it. My, my, my guess is they just want to get, you know run through it and then i think he got injured well he got in this is the second time in the last five six years that he's gotten injured on set of a big franchise because he broke his ankle on on force awakens yeah so um moving on to the next bit of news i think this may be just a leo and me uh a24 recently explored Ah. explored a sale for three billion dollars do you have do you happen (laughs) to know do you happen to want to guess who was the front runner to buy them Mm, for a24 yeah so it's i mean i would love them to get into the mickey mouse house but it's, i don't i, I, I not I, the mickey I, mouse house no no i know because it's like i feel like so, whoever wants to compete against the mickey mouse house should go after a24 uh i don't know paramount no ryan i know you probably have nothing to say about this so i will pass you it was actually, no uh apple Ooh, wow i it's very strong rumor. It hasn't really been overly confirmed. They were the ones that were like at the front running seat to buy them. But just thinking of Apple TV Plus, can you imagine like just all A24 movies on there? Like that would be funny because A24's vibe matches Apple's, like uh, the stuff that they've been putting out. Mm-hmm. Like Morning Show is solid, that Chris Evans show um, or, or short series. Um, I know that um, Ted Lasso is destroying the award shows recently. Yeah. It's a, it's a very A24 feely type of library that they got going right and now. And I think their biggest budget film that they have, it is a big budget, but it's Scorsese's. <laughs> you see? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had that Tom Hanks movie, Greyhound, last year. But um, in terms of what it looks like they're trying to get into, it looks like they're trying to be more niche indie. It does feel indie. Even yeah. with big names, it feels indie. Yeah. So, yeah, that would have been very, very interesting. But, alas... A24 is still my favorite studio, so they will continue to dominate. Uh, this is just bringing it into into attention. We are definitely going to talk about it in a little bit, but Loki has been renewed for season two. Um, I'm actually not too happy about that, but we're going to talk about why when we get into the Loki talk. Um, Ryan, have you seen Dexter? No. Okay. Leo, you have, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um. My favorite character is returning to this Dexter revival, and I don't understand why, and I don't understand how. <laughs> there you go. There. And, I love the way you started the phrase, and then your follow-up like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So this is the second time we're bringing back a dead person already. I mean, this and what is it? The last two weeks because we're getting the Trinity Killer back. So, um, full disclosure, her this specific Jennifer Carpenter for anyone that wants to know is the one returning. Um, her her end of her arc was the thing I hated the most about the series yeah. finale. Um, apparently, she, it was her choice. I don't. I know don't that. know how that makes any sense <laughs> to her arc because she's the best developed character on that entire show. She from, had the most development, mm-hmm. absolutely, until that last. Yeah, arc. Like, from where that show started, like I, I progressively just fell in love and more in love with Deb. I thought she was fantastic, and I mean, I'm very curious. Full disclosure on what they're going to do here. It can't possibly get any worse than the worst series finale ever. So I, I'm very curious. Leo, do you agree with me or do you? Absolutely agree. Like everything you're saying, exactly. I imagine that um, I don't know the, the actor's name, and I know he's very, very well. Um, he has a lot of work on his on his, on his the repertoire. Um, the father, um, Dexter's dad. He's still not. He's still not confirmed to be on it. Which no, no. Make so any... that. So I believe that's why he's not here. I believe Deb's ghost thing will, will, be... will be used the way he's the dad was used in the original series. Okay, as that actually. Doesn't sound too bad. I, I I like where you're going with that. Um, I mean, we'll see in the fall. We're getting close. So, uh, next bit of news will uh, excite Ryan because he's I guess he's the biggest DC fan out of all of us here because he likes most of the garbage they have. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, he likes the garbage they have. The, all you of us can't see it, but I'm flipping <laughs> David off. <laughs> the three of us like the good DC yes, stuff. Yes, but like, Ryan's the one that likes the bad DC stuff. Yeah, it's like he'll go, he'll go even for the bad DC. Like Ryan, still Ryan may be the only one on planet Earth that still watches Legends. Fuck no, yeah. I watch Legends. <laughs> <laughs> what about Black no. Lightning? Ooh, it, it ended. It ended. The only reason I watched it was because it was a series finale, and I'm like, I'm, I, I gotta push through. How I was it? it? It was actually really good for a series finale. I'm like, I was surprised. They, they, they tied up some loose ends. They killed off a character early this season, and then the reason was ridiculous. And like the the way they ag- actually did the actual killing was even worse. And then they brought back the character at the end of the series. Also, oh, they marveled <laughs> so, it. It was super. No, so the character so. For, I mean, I guess it's spoilers because yeah, like, the go show for it. Yeah, go a for long it. time ago. So the younger daughter, the youngest daughter, Jennifer, she dies. Yeah. So what happens is she, uh, as the show progresses, she starts pushing her powers and powers no. and powers. She ends up going up into like space and like absorbing so much power that she blows up. And when she comes back down to Earth, it's a brand new, a, bag, a brand new actress. And I did some research, and it turns out that the actress had only signed on for four years, four seasons. And she didn't want to sign for the fifth. Even though the fifth has already been touted as a series finale, she just said, no, never mind. So it's a brand new actress, brand new. And like, and the way they put it in the show is that, like, oh, you know what? Let's say that you're the cousin. So when you go into school, you're going to have a different name. And no one's going to ask questions about the other one that never, she never came back. And then on this, in the last episode, the old actress came back. And I'm like, this was so wild. This is comic book logic. I le- I stopped watching after season one, so I, I'm glad that... I stopped watching after two episodes. Really? <laughs> I was not into it. I could not get into it. And it's very, it's a very surprising because Berlanti, outside of Batwoman, doesn't really strike out. Yeah. Um, yeah I, th- I think this was very niche, though, too, D. I think this was this was DC's attempt at Luke Cage. Like, they tried to, like, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I think they're doing fantastic work with American athlete or Amer- all all American. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're doing really good work with that. I just think Black Lightning kind of missed the mark because it was more superhero-y, and yeah, that wasn't really their best their best work, other than the amazing Batwoman. Yes, which I'm sure Ryan loves. I haven't seen it since the end of season one. That's... Holy cow, bro! You are the worst, best DC fan. Ever. Seriously, <laughs> I watch more bad Doom DC Patrol than all day, every day. <laughs> so the good news yeah, is, have you is that out? yeah, and I have not. You got what he? What do you think? Would he like it? Uh, I don't know. It's very out there. It's like, <laughs> is geez. it like Twin Peaks out there? So let's put it this way. Back in 94, actually, yeah, actually, actually, very, it is Twin Peaky. Um, back in 94, DC Comics and Marvel Comics had a short run called Amogam, where they combined their characters, DC and Marvel combined. The X-Men's equivalent is the Doom Patrol, like outcast that no one wants to support. So it's a very, like, uh, mishmash like hodgepodge of characters and uh the cast is dope but yeah, it, yeah it, brendan it, fraser kills it if yeah brendan fraser does kill it I'm it gonna... feels like a vulgar um very like Deadpool poor man x-men x-men yeah well um sounds interesting put it in your little thing put it in your, your in Jenny's tv show yeah oh yeah and the little thing with jenny yeah so, well, put it in there Speaking of vulgar, the first reactions to Suicide Squad hit this week. Yeah. Um, I will hopefully be seeing it in the next few days. But for those that did see it, um, it seems to be that James Gunn has done it again. Uh, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 last week and how that movie was kind of flawed. But it looks like he is hitting on stride Guardians of the Galaxy style with some of the first reactions. So I'm going to read you some. Uh, Suicide Squad is not only my favorite DCEU movie, it's easily James Gunn's best film. It's insane, fun-filled with laugh, and is easily what Task Force X should be. I really love the Suicide Squad. It's funny and gory and foul-mouthed like you'd expect, but it's also deeply tragic and heartfelt with an underlying kindness I absolutely did not expect. It's just as much satire as it is shoot-'em-up. But uh, more thoughts once I'm able to, but I am truly wowed. The tr- the Suicide Squad is so much fun. A violent, action-packed ride with tons of heart. Gun's most thrilling project. Harley Quinn and King Shark were the standout for me. Of course, Harley Quinn was the standout. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And King Shark is all I hear about. <laughs> uh, just watch the Suicide Squad. A thrilling, colorful, and adventurous experience with some iconic, not-so-iconic DC characters that truly live up to the title. Highly recommended. And one more. I love this crazy movie. Blood-gushing fun. Bombastic energy from each scene to the next. And unapologetic and well, and as well as unafraid to push the boundaries of humor in the most absurd and equally dark circumstances. So, Leo... You you protest against people you don't like. You don't like Pete Davidson. Will you be watching the Suicide Squad? Eh, I mean, there's enough. There's enough good to balance the bad. Um, and it's freaking James Gunn, man. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. There's there's enough ties here to Disney and Marvel that I'm like, all right, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll, no, I'm very excited for what the reviews yeah, are saying. Same here. And and like it, it sounds like he got like little what they're supposed input. to be. 
Well, also, like, it, it seems like he did it. Yeah, he understood what they're supposed to be. And it doesn't seem like Warner Brothers got their, like, little greasy hands all over this film and making him do what he didn't want to do. So. Can, I, can, can I throw you a theory as to why? And I think you guys Please. will agree. Um, because he came from a studio that knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, maybe, maybe he knows what he's doing, so let's just let him do what he needs to do. Ryan, are you excited? <laughs> I am pumped like a motherfucker. Um, it is my second most anticipated movie of this year. Um, the only problem I have going in is a similar problem that the first one had is I think the villain should be a Justice League villain. Who's the Star villain? Star Star Ray. Yeah, that is a Justice League villain through and through. I mean, if you watch Justice League Unlimited, it's obvious. Um, I hope they do Starro's power. We get a couple of cut scenes with that. Um, but I'm excited as all hell. Awesome. All right. Last two bits of news before we get into what we watched. This is just like bananas that this is true. So um, James Gandolfini was paid yes. $3 million to not replace uh, Steve Carell in The Office. By, and he was paid by HBO. Um, I, I don't know what to think. I'm a little sad. And he was paid while the show was no longer like a new show. So this was like in the time between. Like, this uh, one, it was Sopranos was over. Yep. So Car- this was three years because I think Carell left after season. No, I'm lying. I so Carell left after season seven. So this was like 2011 already. Dude, yeah. this was HBO protecting their brand like a motherfucker. <laughs> Although I would have loved, I think that would have made the show. A much better last two seasons. Yeah, I because people that don't know, like Gandolfini has done comedy before. I think he would have done really, really well. It's just like just the relationships he would have established. Like, I, I, I read that article and I'm like, wow. Like, can you imagine like him and Dwight having scenes together? Like, it would have been <laughs> fantastic. The dry humor of, of of Rain Wilson and Gandalf. Oh my god, it would have been so good. But, but this just shows HBO's like, yo. This is how much we think of Tony Soprano as a character, yeah. like that we're gonna pay you three million dollars not to do it. Like that just shows, like one, they got a lot of money to waste, yeah. And two, yeah. that's just like swag to the max. Like, Dave, that's like the Chicago Bulls paying Michael Jordan to, to not play not for the Wizards. the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, don't ruin this. You know what? Don't even do, don't do a thing. We'll just pay you what what the Wizards are gonna pay you. Yeah, just sit down and chill out. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Ryan. Any thoughts? Um, it would have been interesting. Um, I can't believe they paid that much, <laughs> especially so late after. But it, like I said, it would have been interesting. I would have dug it a lot more if they did it. Like you said, it would have been a, like I said a thousand times just now. It would have been interesting. Brian Cranston is probably reading that article. He's like, "Hey, how come AMC doesn't play me to not play characters because of because of Walter <laughs> think- White?" Well, I don't think Brian Cranston. I mean, I didn't remind. I, I, I definitely would stand me stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's other than Zordon. I don't think he really missed on a on a role since Breaking Bad. No. What was that not... movie with him and uh? Oh my God, what's his name? Franco. James Franco. Didn't he do a movie with Franco, like where Franco was in, was trying to marry his daughter? I don't know. I'm looking that up as we speak. You I might be right, I've yeah. seen a lot of. Brian Cranston, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, do you remember what year it came out? Uh, was no, it no. was it after Breaking Bad or was it before I'm, Breaking Bad? I'm pretty sure it was after. 
I'm very curious. I'm looking it up as as we're speaking. I know, here. yeah, I know Zordon. I know the Zordon. I mean, the Zordon was like the movie just didn't do as well as it could have. But I don't think. I mean, I've seen that Power Rangers movies a few times. I don't think it's a bad movie. I no, just don't I think. Agree. I don't think it hits with what studios and then fans of the franchise were expecting. But I don't think the movie itself was bad. So all right. So after. I'm going to run you through everything he did after Breaking Bad. So Breaking Bad ended in 2013. So in 2014, he did Godzilla. In 2015, he did Trumbo, which he was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, he did Get a Job. Is that it? This, no. So, yeah, Get a Job is with Miles Teller and um, Anna Kendrick. Uh, then he did The Inf- Infiltrator, Wakefield, Indubious Battle, Why Him. Is it that one? Yes. Yeah, yeah Why Him. Yep. I've never seen that movie. Is it? T- it's it, it entertaining. Looked, it's funny. It looks terrible. Uh, it's oh, funny. it is one of those. Okay. It looks pretty awful, Ryan. It's bad, but it has its humor. The only it thing. The only like a movie that Ryan would yeah. see that he's <laughs> heard of. The only thing that attracts me to this movie is that Zoe Deutsch is in it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. absolutely adore <laughs> Zoe Deutsch. She could do whatever she wants, and I, I would watch it. But yeah, no, I feel you. Like he's probably like. He doesn't mess up, so it's probably and neither did Gandolfini. Gandolfini doesn't really do too many bad things, but yeah, just an interesting concept that this uh, that he would have paid. All right, and then the last bit of news is the Emmy nominations. Ryan, I know you only watch Marvel TV, so um, Leo watches every TV. So <laughs> this so will, many nominees. So I'm obviously not going to go through every single category because we have things to do on a Sunday, and I know Ryan yeah. wants to prepare for his Money in the Bank prediction show um so i'm just gonna read you some of the top tier categories and my surprises because i have been very full disclosure i don't watch as much tv as you know jenny leo and even ryan so um i just watch wrestling <laughs> so, <laughs> outstanding drama series the crown not shocked pose not shocked the handmaid's tale not shocked love lovecraft country not shocked, but also shocked because it was canceled. Um, the Mandalorian, which led the nominations with 24. Nice. Um, yeah, buddy. And then this is where I bring Leo in. Why is Brigitte nominated for, for Best Outstanding Drama? I don't know, man. I think it's because of the hype. I mean, look, I, I don't know exactly how Casey the nominees are selected. Yeah. But this one feels like a pandering to the people. When you're putting it up against those other heavy hitters, like I, I don't know, Bridgerton, I don't know, I don't know. I yeah. this is us. I I don't watch that show, so still good. Can go to still Bridgerton good. real quick. Yes, I, go ahead. I think it's a woman thing because every time, like every woman that talks about it, raves about it. Like Casey talks about it. Uh, my friend Katie and Casey were talking about it last night. My mother-in-law talks about it. Jenny likes it too. Jenny likes it. Yeah, as well. I think it's a woman thing. Um, and then the biggest surprise in drama um, was The Boys, which made oh. me restart it for the fourth time <laughs> this morning. Dave, actually, I thought of you last night. You know who also just started the show that's really loving it? Who? A very, very close uh, person to our hearts. It's uh, it's freaking um, Leah Thompson. Interesting. On uh, on Twitter, she put, she's like, I know I'm late to the game, but I just started The Boys, and it's incredible. I was so, like, oh, my God, David started it, too. <laughs> so I, I'm rewatching it now. So I am on episode two and a half. So I, I actually finally made it past episode wow, two. congratulations, sir. Um, 
I still don't know what to make of it. The first two episodes for me are just still a little rough. Then I, I, am I not Leo? I never read the boys. I've heard of the boys comic. Am I not supposed to like these guys because they're very unlikable? You mean like the actual like the the, 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 the hero, the, the superhero, the heroes? Yeah, the, the seven, the, the seven, seven. Because they're yeah. terrible. They're terrible oh, people. Dude, I would go into this thinking it's very much like a fleshed out Hancock. Like gotcha. Will Smith okay. and Hancock was not. A likable person. Gotcha. Like, okay. He wrote to like him at the end, but yeah, this is to treat this more from the view viewpoint of uh, of um, oh my gosh, um, the the, the son of uh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The Huey, one that has his girlfriend killed. Huey. Yeah. Yeah. Go for from Huey's point of view. Yeah. So I actually am doing it this time that way, and it's it's that's why it's probably playing a little better because I'm like these guys are all assholes. I hope. I mean, they're all not going to die because they're heroes. I mean, they're, they have superpowers. So, um, yeah. I'll let you guys know as the progression goes. I should be done by next week. Um, And then Outstanding Comedy Series. Speaking of pandering to the masses, why is Emily in Paris nominated for an Outstanding Comedy Series, Leo? (laughs) Or is that one that you missed that you said? I haven't seen Emily in Paris. No, I did not. I have not seen it. Um, Blackish, Pen15, Hacks, The Flight Attendant, The Kaminsky Method. method. Good. my favorite nomination of the day, fucking Cobra Kai getting nominated made me so happy. Of course, yeah. And then the absolute runaway winner, which I'm Jenny. Ironically, Jenny hasn't watched Ted Lasso. She loves Jason Sudeikis, but she hasn't watched it. The opposite of you, Leo, because it's a sports show. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you, dude. Um, I think, and it's, and I'll be transparent with it, with yeah. Sudeikis. The only reason I don't really go towards his stuff is I remember when he was uh, recently leaving SNL. Um, I remember there was a really messy divorce with his ex-wife, Kay Cannon, and it was due to him cheating on Kay Cannon. With Olivia um, Wilde? Uh, so I, that's the thing. that The rumors were like the timing seemed very if, and it felt very much like this dude that was a TV comedian, like finally getting a chance to go into like Hollywood and then deciding, oh, you know what? I can do better with a hotter girl. Let me go and go to find another woman. And ever since that, I just something about Sudeikis' rise to stardom just didn't sit right with me. And I kind of like, I've been more like, meh. If he's in a movie, I'm like, whatever, it's cool. If he's a lead in a movie or a lead in a show, I'm like, nah, bro. I'm not. I'm not too big on how you did that to to your ex. He um, or your ex ex. So he's essentially Leo DiCaprio in um, The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I think Ted Lasso wins us in a walk. And then let me see what else is, was a big surprise. I'll leave the actor categories. You guys can check them out on the website. Um, oh, duh. Of course. Limited series. WandaVision. Yeah. And you called this out too last week that like, if they went the route of limited series, like legitimately, it, it, it should, it should have gotten nominated. Yeah. So, I. Uh, I love that it got 23 nominations total because it got three from shout out to you, Leo, on that. I got three for writing, which I didn't see. Um, but the big ones were it got nominated for series, actor and actress. I wish she had a chance because yeah, it's, she's it's really tough it's, competition. It's, it's it's between Kate Winslet and Anya Taylor, which I think Anya Taylor is going to win. And it has zero shots win lim- limited series. But I think just being there is the win for Marvel. Ryan, Absolutely. you're probably like it should win, right? Yes. No, no, no. It is not better than Queen's Gambit and is not better than Mare of Easttown. Have you seen right. both of those, Leo? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you, you killed it right there. You, you, you're right on point. Um, Winslet's performance is Oof. fantastic. Oof. 
Like holy crap! I think I may. I think it's probably, if not her best, because I think she. My favorite performance of hers is Eternal Sunshine, but it's probably Ooh. top three, four she's ever done. She's that. No, good I in love. It. I I love that that juxtaposition right there because because it's a it's a very dark broody type role, tortured role. But like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. For me, I her. still think Anya wins because she's just winning everything. But I think Kate yeah. has a shot. Sorry, Ryan. It's not going to happen. Now for Bethany oh, well, on, the, on the male side, because right. so, now there's two there's two other nominees in that one that I have a feeling you're more like your heart wants them to win. They're not going to win <laughs> because the show didn't even get nominated. The movie didn't get nominated for limited, you know, series. Honestly, I don't know who's going to win this, but look out for you, McGregor in Halston. I know it was. That's the it, only one I haven't seen yet, and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, this means I have to watch this. <laughs> I like it. I know it has not great reviews, but Ewan McGregor is actually really, really good in it. So I th- actually think you'll be, for him, his performance. I think you'll dig it. Dope. Alrighty, and then that covers all the Emmys. Did I forget anything, Leo, that you wanted to mention? No, no, no. That was like, I mean, like literally, like it's there's a lot of other, other, other awards of uh, two that are there, but I think those are the, the biggies. I, I do want to give a shout out straight up to Kaylee Cuoco in the flight attendant. Yes, Jenny loves um, that performance in that show. Yeah, she she absolutely did a fantastic. Choose uh, she chose the right role after ending Big Bad because this showcased her range incredibly, and I think it could open up the doors for her to make more noise in TV or in movies. Ryan, what uh, about you? Yeah, I haven't seen Flight Attendant. No, I'm talking about anything that you wish got nominated, like any of your CW favorites, hoping for Riverdale <laughs> to get in there. I haven't seen Riverdale. Um, uh, Riverdale, no, like is, I said, I haven't. Riverdale. I don't um, really want. Sorry. No, no, I was gonna say Riverdale is essentially a Teen Twin Peaks at this point. Ooh, okay, I might have to check that out. But uh, absolutely <laughs> everything. <laughs> well, right. I haven't really watched like. My schedule is either movies for the pod or wrestling, wrestling. for the other pod. All right. Although, although, Rye, one thing I will say, one show I wish got more love and I wish got more recognized is Mother Freaking Titans. Yes. Like, that show is so underrated. So I believe it is, like, the DC's best show. I know that Doom Patrol is close to Ryan's heart, but... Isn't that... Oh, D, I think Doom Patrol is just a lot more fun. I think, like... Yes. It is, but Teen not Teen Titans. I'm sorry, Titans, Titans is uh, such a much more well grounded show. I am yeah. half half an episode in Titans. I can't get into it. Oh my gosh, man! You got so much amazingness to put through. It's so yeah. Cool. No, the first episode I couldn't get. I it took a couple episodes for me to really dive in. But by I would say by episode. Three or five, somewhere between episode three and five. So we'll just say four. So, so, so half the season it takes to get into it. I don't know. I was bought in the second Dick Grayson is on freaking screen saying "fuck Batman." The minute he, I, he's bringing someone's face into a into a car window and saying "fuck Batman," I'm like, "Yo, this is hardcore." We've all read Batman and we know where it's going. Uh, is he Nightwing yet? So I'm not spoiling and- it. Like well, is he uh, is he already Nightwing for season three? Well, Rye, I, 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 I don't want to ruin it for you. <laughs> I haven't gotten to season two yet. Oh, okay, so never mind. I I mean I I assume he's going to be Nightwing if he's not already. So, uh, all right, cool. So that wraps up everything with the news for the week. Actually, yes. What there is a, <laughs> um, there is a rumor 
that uh, Millie Bobby Brown could be playing Princess Leia in the Obi-Wan series. Where did you see that? I need confirmation. <laughs> CBR, there's a rumor. Um, I always said if I said this years ago on the podcast, I think when Ryan was on or before Leo, if anyone was going to play a young Leia, I would actually have wanted it to be Millie. Um, I don't think it makes logistical sense in terms of age. Age, right? Because That's technically exactly Leia is supposed to be 19 in New Hope. Mm-hmm. And Millie is seventeen, so I don't know how the nineties legit- casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure. I mean, if it happens, it happens. I just don't think that logistically will work anymore. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Disney can do whatever they want. Uh, all right, cool. So let's go into what we watch for the week. Um, I don't have much on my end. Um, I know Ryan and I will get into a specific movie in a moment. Uh, I started watching The Wire. Oh, dude, welcome, bro. I guess, um, uh, yeah. I'm three episodes in. I, I can't say I love it yet. I can't say that I see why it's compared to The Sopranos as one of the best shows of all time. But there is five or six seasons, so I will see where I go with that. And obviously, I mentioned I started started The Boys. Um, I saw the sequel to Escape Room. Oh, dude, you saw it? It's not contest of champions or whatever tournament of champions. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me listen. We live in the New York area, so you guys will definitely appreciate. No spoilers. This is actually just like one of them. Apparently, was in the trailer. I was told because I didn't see the trailer. I went in blind because I saw the first one. I liked it. The second one is just you live in New York. You know what? How this really is. The first one. How do they all end up on the same train in New York? They just happen to be on the same train. All the survivors from the first from from their individual <laughs> games. Sure, why not? I'll buy it. The second one I don't buy because we live in the New York area. There's a scene in early on, probably in the first ten minutes of the movie, where someone is talking on a cell phone deep in the subway, like <laughs> after being picked up, like legit having a full conversation with full service. Anyone that doesn't live in New York, Leo will laugh because he knows yeah. how it is. That's yeah. not happening. It's this just... movie was written. This movie was written by someone that's not part of the East Coast. <laughs> Facts. Um, the movie itself, I I look at this series as like a PG thirteen saw. Like they have some fun little traps. It's not overly gory, but the ending was god awful in this one. So I I I'm sure there'll be another one if it makes money. But I really wasn't too big of on it. Um, and I saw Space Jam and Loki. Loki, we obviously will talk about. And Brian and I will talk about Space Jam. Leo, what do you got? Uh, yeah, Loki. Uh, I wrapped up the first season of Superman and Lois. Oh, is uh, it on HBO Max? Is everything on now? Ooh, uh, you know what? It just it, uh, the finale just aired this week. Okay, so it should. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was just waiting because I I kind of like binging through them, so I was just kind of waiting. This is a very bingeable show too. It's got a lot of because I I missed a couple of weeks and I had to catch up, and then eventually it ended this past week. So I'm like, oh no, this is all good. Um. Yeah. Let me know when you guys watch. So what do you What it. do you think, though? What do you think of the? Oh, uh, yo. Honestly, I think I think the show they they make some decisions that I myself am not a big fan of. When oh it comes to no! The mythology of the characters. Does he? But does he get whiny and cry? No, no, no. Does he like, kill someone and choke at, them out? Does <laughs> he destroy get, cities? It, it doesn't get that bad. <laughs> um. It gets. You know what? It's it's a very. CW twist on this show. Oh, it's no. like, bro. 
But again, the acting is still top tier. I still very much love the two boys. I love Clark. Um, Lois is okay. Um, but uh, but not the shows. I still it, it still it still feels very much like top tier CW DC. Um, another sh- on the other side, a show that does not no longer feel top tier DC CW is The Flash, who's just started their uh, their finale run right now with a two part finale. So I saw part one of the two part finale. Ryan, are you up to date on The Flash? No, I, I I've kind of nothing about the season. Like, oh, the season's broke my heart. That bad, yeah. guys? Yeah, it's 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 dragging. It's dragging. It's dragging. It's like, yeah. You know how I far mean, behind I am? The '90s episode. Oh shoot! Yeah, with Cisco and um and whatever Trump. his name is. Yeah, yeah whatever his name and, and other Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> like um, I like it was my favorite show and just. The mirror verse thing killed me, and that uh, they have way too many spinning wheels. That's absolutely. their problem, dude. Absolutely, yeah. It's called the Flash, not Flash and Friends. Like, yeah. Focus on the Flash. Focus on other speedsters. Focus on the fact. If you want to have the Speed Force as a person, fine, whatever. But then focus on that. Don't yeah. focus on Iris. Don't focus on Joe's wife, whose name escapes me right Dude, now. Dude, yes. <laughs> There's like so many arcs with Cecile on this show, and I'm like, who the hell tunes in? Is they she, want to know what happens is to she a meta? Yeah. Oh, then, man, I haven't really watched in a while if she's a meta. Uh, but uh, to, to, to cleanse the palate, though, I also watched um, Fear Street 166. Yes. 16, oh, 16, duh. 16. I forgot. I saw that, too. Um, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? And then I'll say my thoughts on it. Honestly, dude, I thought it was a fun trilogy. I mm-hmm. did. I enjoyed it. I really I'm, I, I'm not like I said, like I don't jump into things because of the horror brand, but I will give them a chance. If, and this one was just fun. I told David offline that like, I'm not a big fan of the lead. I found her a little like, and I don't think there's the actress. It's the character. I found her very, very annoying, making <laughs> terrible decisions, which is on par for most horror yes. franchises. Um, but um, I agreed with you. Part two is my favorite, but Same. I think it's because the lead was no longer in that in that storyline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I liked part three because I loved Salem witchcraft um, times. I love those type of stories of like how. I mean, it's funny because you watch them and being like, oh, they're movies, it's fabricated. But like, nah, man, people really acted like this back then with like, accusing women of witchcraft and like not letting them prove their cases and just hanging them. Um, I thought it was a cool series. Um, I, I don't know if I would be as like, I want to read the books to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. I will say I, I can't wait to see if they expand it and keep it going because I think it's got some potential. Yeah, I loved it too. I what I really liked about this one, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen, is that it shifts tones in the middle of the movie, and it jumps back to 1994. I actually really thought that was actually a really nice little yeah, because you nice keep it, twist. In, in the back of your mind, Dave. Like I, sometimes I got so sucked into the story being told that I forgot this is all being told from part one, like. When she's talking, when they're finally meeting Gillian Jacobs' character, she's telling them what happened at Camp Nightwing. So we're seeing Nightwing, but we're forgetting. Oh wait, oh yeah, we're still we're still with this main girl and her little brother. Yeah, the only thing I will say, but it is a chill. It's it's a teen book. The the villain is very very predictable. I kind of we we both talked about it. Yeah. You could kind of <laughs> knew who was going to be very very early on. But yeah, I, I dug it as well. Anything else, Leo? 
Uh, uh, no, Fear Street was the last thing. And then last night, um, prior to this episode, I ended up watching the greatest NBA player of all time in one of maybe the most fondly remembered but not that good movies of yes. all time. <laughs> uh, Ryan, go for it. Before, and I know we're going to talk about the new Space Jam, so go ahead. Real quick, uh, Leo, I have a question for you since you're the TV guy. Have you ever watched uh, Miracle Workers on TBS? Miracle Workers on TBS? No, I have not. Is that uh, like... Um... I'm guessing about like it's uh, with EMC. Daniel Radcliffe. I know it's with Daniel Radcliffe. It's with uh, what's his name? He was in Sopranos. He played uh, Tony's cousin, and he was the guy in the coma episode. Michael Imperioli. At- oh Thank wow! You. No, dude, never Thank watched you. it, but that's a solid pitch right there. You did that, that <laughs> pitch. Oh wait, Steve Buscemi is in this. That's why, man. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. The, his that cousin Tony B. Yeah, yeah. That's the, oh, Steve Buscemi. Wow, yeah, it's a solid cast on this. It looks funny. I've been meaning to check it out. I was hoping you watched it so I would know better. I'll put it, <laughs> I'll put it on the list. It's yeah, it looks good. <laughs> All right, for me, I really it's just been Loki and Loki and Space Jam. Awesome. But, okay, cool. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I know you guys talked about last episode last week, so I just want to highlight one thing from last week. Um, before we get into the, this week's episode, when the one Loki raised Asgard, I almost cried. <laughs> oh, classic Loki. Yes. Richard E. Grant, baby. The best Loki of them all. Richard I want to say Grant. it in like the, in like an episode and a half. He surpassed Tom Middleton as uh, my favorite uh, Loki. Uh, all right. So, Ryan, let's talk about Space Jam. Okay. So, I will give you the floor to do your general thoughts and... Since I have a very well-known in, inner rivalry between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, I will give you my thoughts after. Go ahead, Ry. Easter eggs were fun. Very fun. The, those were a lot, a lot of fun. Like, during the actual game, I spent more time looking in the audience than I did paying attention to the actual game. Um, the overall plot was okay. I actually liked the plot from the original better. Um like, it's funny because I sat there in the opening credits. I totally forgot about how the opening credits went for the original. So I'm like, they didn't have to spend so much time telling Michael Jordan's story in the very beginning that they did for LeBron. They took the but exact same amount of time. Actually. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake there. <laughs> but I don't know. I liked the like, you know, the fact I like the helping dad more than the overbearing dad storyline better. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, it was just so, like, there was something about Don Cheadle was excellent. I yes. Think. He was so over the top. It worked so <laughs> well for me. I loved it too. Um, it was, am I going to go back to it? Probably not. I see this working for this generation though. I think this is going to be great for this generation space jam. I think it's going to be remembered fondly for them. Like the original is for us, except for David, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my overall. Cool. So, like, I enjoy Space Jam a lot. 1996 is Space Jam. Um, but I also know it's a terrible movie. <laughs> and I, I, before I get into, like, my thoughts on it, on the new one, I, I, I love the film Twitter discourses. Because, you know, every week there's a new discourse. So this week's discourse is shitting on the new Space Jam. Um, and Clay. And claiming that the original is a cinematic masterpiece. When, <laughs> um, the original Space Jam is 42% on RT. The new one is 34% on RT. 
I actually ended up giving it the same grade, 2.5 out of 4. They offer the exact same type of entertainment. Um, I will give you this. Michael Jordan had a harder job as an actor than LeBron because Michael interacted with less humans than LeBron because LeBron had Don Cheadle and then in the old one, Danny DeVito was an animated villain as well. So he he had a harder job, I personally think. I love LeBron in Trainwreck. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer film. That movie is excellent, and he is excellent, and he's really, really funny. I don't know where his acting went because he is pretty awful in this movie. Not saying Michael Jordan is any better, but he is pretty damn terrible. It is so stiff. Um, The beginning of this movie is the same opening as the original Space Jam. He is a little kid. Then we get to a highlight reel for the credits, which is the same as the Michael Jordan one. Um, (laughs) The only... I will say, like, the beginning of this movie is very, very boring. I don't like the fact... I mean, they take around the same time they get to the Looney Tune world, but I guess I was more entertained at Michael Jordan sucking at basketball. I mean, baseball. at baseball than LeBron and his kids. So, I, it didn't work for me there. Once we get the Looney Tunes, though, the movie changes dramatically for me in terms of entertainment value like the mm. looney tunes are fantastic uh daffy's the star of the show by the way right oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't i don't know if you agree with that your favorite uh but the ip usage here leo is worth a watch it is just fast forward com- to the actual game it is a commercial for warner brothers and every ip that they own you see batman uh, Lola Bunny is actually in Themyscira. That's how they find her because no, they're they're not all in Looney Tunes world. So it's like Avengers Endgame. You're searching for the all the Looney Tunes, uh, and Lola Bunny's in Themyscira, and it's magical. That's so much fun. Um, the game, the movie's too long. Yeah, it's half hour too long. It's two hours long. The original is eighty minutes, so I was not in on that. Um, the halftime score. I was not in on the halftime score. Do you remember the halftime score, Ryan? I wrote it down. It was like a thousand something to zero. Or something no, like that. it was one thousand sixty-eight to thirty-seven at half. At thirty-seven. Be- do those numbers mean anything, Dave? <laughs> yeah. So what they did is, you know how? Do you remember the game NFL Blitz and NBA Game Time when we were younger? Yeah, yeah. I remember like, Blitz. They you get like style points and stuff like that. So they treated this game like one of those, like. Like more of an e game because his son is an e gamer. Um, I agree with Ryan. The rewatchability on this is not as strong as the original. Um, it did its po- it, it's a kid's movie at the end of the day, it did its job, but I will definitely say that the 96 has more watchability one because it's 40 minutes shorter, and two because um, it has Bill Murray. And- <laughs> yes, and by the way, what was your favorite Easter egg? All the Easter egg to the original movie, or just Warner's in general? Just in general, what was your favorite Easter egg? All the all the throwbacks to the old Space Jam. The Monstars are in this. Yes, movie. bitch. When I saw those, I popped. <laughs> I absolutely marked out when I saw the Monstars. <laughs> that uh, and when I saw the mask, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> and you see the Toon Squad jersey behind LeBron when he goes into the bar to get bugs. 
Like oh, Buck still has that. his Toon Squad jersey hanging. So, <laughs> and they kept in, um, they kept hinting at we've already played a game of basketball before with a great player throughout the movie. So they do yeah. make know that the game with Jordan does exist. So, I think that's it on my end. What do you you have anything else to add, right? Um, you know what. It's not as bad as I expected, but it's definitely not good. Um, if it's not my favorite basketball movie, that goes to Uncut Gems. Um, it's it has its fun moments. Looney Tunes kill it in this movie, and yeah, that's about it. Alrighty, and now we can talk about Loki. Um, now Leo's Holy back. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring up an article because I have an article and I have notes because there's a lot. That's just the kind of fans we are, David. That's just exactly what kind of man you are yourself. You take notes. All righty, here we go. Um, okay, Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the end or do you just want to start with the – or go in reverse order or do you want to start with the opening? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. There's so much important stuff that happens here. I will, the fact that you called already out like the opening. I mean, that freaking audio opening homage to the whole MCU was like it set the set. It just set the bar so high. Let yeah. me tell you, the op- and Leo and I talked offline. The opening of this episode really set things up to where we were going with the multiverse for me because it essentially brought in every moment in the MCU that we've gotten so far, and the fact that it may not mean shit anymore until the time. Well, we're going to get to that part. Um, the episode as a whole, I've seen a lot of people give it flack because there's no action. You got your action episode, the episode before this yeah. is, this is everything I needed it to be. I spoke on, on the air, off the air about Jonathan majors and how charismatic he is. Leo, um, huh. can I get a pat on the back on that one? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like the casting was so good, and if if anyone has not seen his work earlier, like please, 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 like I mean, at least um, five the five the five bloods. I think like was like my first time seeing him act. That's where I saw him. I could I knew I recognized him from something. No, no, I, 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 great casting. Um, I think Dave and I and, and Rye, we probably were not expecting to see Jonathan Majors Same here. until. I yeah, I, I didn't expect to see him here, but yo, I'm so yeah, fantastic casting, fantastic performance. Uh, I don't even know where to go here. There's so much fucking. Uh, all right, Ryan, what do you what? Do you, I'll let you go because it's been a while since we talked Loki. What What are your thoughts on the episode? Holy shit, balls, Batman. Um, just overall great episode, great finale, twists and turns. That. Last scene was you just didn't know what was going to happen. Then boom. Yep, I I agree. Leo, you texted me before it happened. You're like, holy shit, this is like the most important MCU moment in very yeah. very long time. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, dude. So it's funny. Um, I was talking to when I watched it. I remember talking to at the end of the episode. I remember talking to Stacy about like, yo, this show right now, this moment in time right now is gonna be so important in 10 years mm-hmm. like in 10 years once we get to like whatever the end of this story is the introduction of this character um and what just happened to the timeline is incredibly important yep. um, 
it's just yeah, this is gonna be one of the most impactful moments in the in DC in, in well in, in the in the in the MCU, like in it probably in ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, let's get to a spoilers for here and now. It's all spoilers. So we get our first appearance of King the Conqueror, or is it King the Conqueror? It's I it's, mean, it's a variant it. of King the Conqueror. Yeah, I think it's. It's essentially King the Conqueror as someone that's been doing this for hundreds and hundreds of years, and he's tired and he doesn't want to do it anymore. So I think the villainous side of him is gone. Mm-hmm. I think that what we're going to see later with Jonathan Majors will show like such a an array of acting because he's going yes. to be playing so many different versions of this character, I, I suspect. I I'm all in on this. I do have a few things that I wanted to get your thoughts on that I didn't get your thoughts on before, Leo and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't like Sylvie doing this, and I understand this is how we got the everything open, but it reminded me a lot of Infinity War with Star Lord's decision. Oh, okay, true. She she could have just listened to him to to Loki. Yeah. She didn't even let him talk and try to explain everything. She just wanted to fight him. And I love Sylvie. I think she's a great character. I just think I understand she's upset and I understand like her life has taken kind of been taken from her and all that. But I think if she would have listened to him, she trusted Loki. She should have listened to him. I think we could have obviously we have to get to where we're going to get. But like this is nitpicking. I didn't really. I was like, damn, man, you kind of star-lorded the fuck out of that scene. <laughs> so, you know what, Dave? One thing that I, I, I saw after the fact, right? You start watching reaction videos, you start seeing different things. And because well, someone made a really good point of saying that, like, that way, that, that stubbornness, that was Loki in Thor 1. Yeah, that's that, a good point. That, that was Hiddleston. Hiddleston was ready to burn the world because he didn't, it couldn't get his way. And only through the story arcs of what happened after the fact with Dark World, with um, it was getting beaten down by the Avengers and Avengers, um, only then was he able to become more of like a humble like and possibly even think logically rather than emotionally. Um, and it's funny because it's like in a world of variants, they're still the same person at their core. Yeah. And and it's like, and when Loki's pleading to her and Hiddleston's giving a fantastic performance of like tearing up in front of her, letting like, I know where you are. I, I've been there. Um, but yeah, the fact is this variant has not been through the, the character changes that Hiddleston's Loki. Did yeah, go that's through. a good point. That's a so very yeah, good point. That impulsive rage. That was, that's that Loki. Was Hiddleston. Yeah. 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 That, that's a very good point. That makes much more sense. Um, mm. Now in terms of what, is going to happen now. I, I just Leo and I have talked about this off the line, and I sent a whole bunch of pictures to Ryan and, and yeah. our friend Kevin, and they probably had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Um, the multiverse is alive, my friends. Yep. That means we live in a world where Red Italian Skull lives. Yes. We live in a world where that Incredible Hulk lives. Lou Ferrigno now exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Every bad Marvel movie now exists. Yeah. Dol- we could see Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Yes. It's funny because you guys just talked about how much of geek out moments you had watching Space Jam 2 and like watching the background of how much is like, oh my God, I know this, I know this, I know this. Literally any Marvel that you've ever consumed, be it animated series, mm-hmm. maybe that, that old cartoon Spider-Man show, the X-Men animated series, like all of this. Spider-Man Amazing Friends. 
Yo, everything is on the table, bro. It's so cool. I'm loving it. Um, so this also leads into the I this I spoke to Leo about. So there's a Jonathan Hickman run on Fantastic Four called uh, the Interdimensional Council of Reeds. So mm-hmm. I think are we we're a lot closer than many people may think, right? I think we're getting we're getting them sooner than later. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, I, 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 um, again, the greeting and doing research before this, I didn't realize Kang the Conqueror of, becomes of. It's like a historic event. It's the first character since the merger that Marvel could not use that they did use. Mm. Kang is the Fantastic Four property that they acquired from the Fox merger. Mm. So, like, Kang is officially a Fantastic Four villain. Um, and that's his most of his story arc is about the Fantastic Four and Reed Richards. So you hitting it on the head. We're so much closer to the Fantastic Four right now, just for the fact that Kang has been introduced. And I think if I'm going to make a prediction on when we see our first iteration of the F four, will be in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Media. I think because Kang is the villain of that movie. I think that's when we first see. Maybe an introduction like Hank has a relationship with Reed Richards and stuff like that. Another thing I wanted to talk about, like I said, there's a lot here. And Ryan, I want to get your thoughts on this, too. We joked for many, 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 many months about the Eternals. They are a being that come when they feel like (laughs) the world is being at risk. And we really thought, yo, where were you during the Infinity Saga? Like... But now it opens up two possibilities. This is eternal level threat or something that I thought of over the last few days. The multiverse is what brings the Eternals into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means they were not around for the Infinity Saga. So they they cannot even help the Avengers within stopping Thanos and the stones because they were never even around the multiverse may be the thing that brings them in Ryan I'll get your thoughts what do you think I like that um yeah no I dig that a lot they, yeah <laughs> Leah what do you think yeah you know what dude that's a really good theory like the fact that and it's funny because like you that you would imagine destroying half of existence across right? the universe would be like ultimate level of a threat so i'm like okay what else can be larger than that but they've made a really good job or done a really good job rather in this whole disney plus world to let us know and groom us a nexus event and nexus level events are like incredible like powerhouses Mm -hmm. and like i think you're right we we're just witnessing something that's screwing the timeline in, in by in its entirety which would be like, hey, look, I know you were cool with half of everything dying, but this is a little bit more serious. <laughs> this is a little different. Like, well, I maybe it goes back to what uh, they said in one of the first episodes of Loki that was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I think the most important character in this whole situation may come in this whole phase. Maybe Doctor Strange. Oh, dude, I've been seeing that meme online on Instagram of, like, the Cumberbatch reactions to mm-hmm. watching WandaVision and watching Loki. He's like, come on, man, what are you guys doing We right just now? fixed everything. Because, um, like, in the end, like, I, I look back at that moment where Doctor Strange tells Tony there's only one way that this doesn't, you know, work out. I wonder if he just knew that 
that's the one way that Kang would not have figured out for the Avengers to be stopped. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some correlation to, to the Infinity Saga here and there uh, with Kang here. And then the end the end game. Um, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so is this – I know there's a run in the comics that there's a multiverse war. Is this leading to multiverse war or is this essentially leading to a giant – something that's going to start with secret wars and turn into like this giant thing where we have, you know, we thought Endgame was big. We're going to have a war where we have every single Spider-Man ever created on screen and like different versions of, of the Hulk. Like we get Ed Norton back and Eric Bana and like we get everyone back. I just, I wonder what the end game is here. Leo, what do you think? X-Men versus, oh, sorry. No, no, no. X-Men versus Avengers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, so it's funny, dude. Like, um, I, I, I tried my best because Kang the Conqueror is absolutely one of those deep cut Marvel comics villains that like readers will know a lot about. But us, like, as far as like cartoons and TV shows, maybe not so much. So I tried my my best to like go back and read some Wikipedia's, read some mm-hmm. articles, read like, who is Kang, what is Kang's motivation. Um, and it's dope because it's very similar to what we learned about Jonathan Major's iteration, where it's like this guy from the 30th century who's just like he's bored and he's like, I want to conquer something. I want to rule over something and starts traveling back in time to like ancient Egypt. And then I didn't know. And guys, this is so freaking cool. Kang's origin is closely tied to apocalypse um, where Kang did some time traveling and discovered a young boy apocalypse that had some mutant powers, but they, he granted him the tech, (laughs) um, so, like, the only reason the Apocalypse is as, as powerful as he is, like, in, in later stories is that really closely tied to Kang. Um, and there's, like, another – I know, Dave, you mentioned the Council of Reeds. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comics, there's a Council of Kangs. And it's just every Kang from every reality coming together to, like, decide certain things. And there is a storyline in which one of the Kangs tries to kill all the other Kangs. Interesting. So it's like it's it, it, they they can definitely go a lot of places where they can yes branch out into different versus battles of different characters. They can reboot a lot of characters, which is interesting because I know that this could also also open the doors for them to like recast and get younger cast members into certain roles. Um, and it's gonna That's be it, it's it's gonna be accepted though because they they kind of gave themselves that free pass to kind of yeah. do whatever they wanted to do. And um, yeah, I think we. This was this is what's bringing in the mutants. Yeah, I mean they're they're coming in from an, another multiverse. And Ryan, and any last thoughts on that? Um, like I said, it'll be interesting to see like X Men versus Avengers. That'll be really fun to watch as like their next Avengers movie or following after that. Um, yeah, that that season finale. I know you said you weren't too big on season two. Um, I think the way they ended it set up season two perfectly. So I, so why I disagree with you there is I feel like what Loki finale does is set up the Marvel Cinematic Universe perfectly. It does not yes. set up a second season perfectly. It essentially leaves the questions of what the fuck is season two going to be about because by the time we get to season two, the MCU may be completely different. So what the yeah. fuck are we going to actually cover in season two so i that, agree i don't i don't think we know what season two loki's gonna be because i don't think we've gotten that far into the mcu just yet yeah so that's why i feel season two shouldn't have happened so 
that's kind of where I was like, okay, this sets up the future of the MCU beautifully. That I will. Eternals is next, right? Nope, Shang Chi, and I give two Shang-Chi. fucks about that now because of what well, I feel the Eternals is going to be the important one, and then Spider Man and Doctor Strange are probably the most critical two movies since probably Endgame for the MCU in terms of like the future. Um, yeah. Last thing before we move on to Space Jam, did you cinephile trivia alert? Do you know the homage to the final shot of Loki? I Lee already has a face that I I think he knows what it is. Oh my gosh, I did, I did. I, I remember someone called. I, I remember I mentioned hearing it about to, this. I, I mentioned it to Jenny it. right after it finished, and I was like, "Oh, Jenny, do you know what this is homaging?" Yes. What is yes. it? It's um Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yes. So it's exactly the same shot of Planet of the Apes when Charlton Heston sees the Statue of Liberty. It is like. Yeah. what the fuck we are not in kansas anymore type of thing so i uh, loved it i can't wait to see what the future holds um but speaking of alternate universes <laughs> good segue it is time to dive in to the cinematic masterpiece known as space jam i'm going to start off with a simple question ryan when was the first time you saw space Jam? and did it make you want to play basketball it made me a fan of Jordan. Um, and I want to say I have a horrible memory. <laughs> um, definitely probably when it, around when it first came out. Uh, I, I can't remember if I saw it in theaters or not. Uh, I just remember seeing it a bunch of times after. <laughs> um, Leah, what about you? I can probably say I didn't see it in theaters, but I know I remember the time that it came out in because it was absolutely like Michael Jordan was the king of the world. Yep. I was getting into my basketball fandom. Um, and I remember like just exactly what Ryan said, watching it over and over and over again. Uh, I, 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 before we started recording today, I remember telling David and, and Ryan that like I put it on last night because I'm like, let me get refresher for the show. And I completely was surprised by how many lines I still remember from this movie. I'm like, wow, I must have seen this a lot if I can still remember all these lines. Yeah, say it. So I was a big, 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 still am a big, big, big Michael Jordan fan, if you guys were not aware. Um, so I saw this in theaters. I own the toys. I own the VHS. I own everything about this movie. I thought it was the best thing since Citizen Kane, and then I realized it was not. Um, but yeah, I've always had a, a nostalgic feeling for it, and I still enjoy it to this day. Production-wise, so Leo, you'll definitely know about this. So in 1992 and 1993, Nike ran two ads for the Hair Jordan, Air Jordan 7, and that was the first time that we got Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. to share a television screen together. So that led to Warner Brothers thinking of the idea to make a movie with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, even though they were originally reluctant to put Michael Jordan in the uh, putting Bugs Bunny in the Nike commercials because they they did not want to modernize the character. Huh. So the this led to af- after the commercial success, it led to Warner saying, you know what? We're going to greenlit the movie featuring Jordan and Bugs. Then you know what happened. Michael Jordan retired. Yep. So that pretty much completely closed the idea of them making a movie with Bug, uh, Bugs and MJ until 1995 
when Jordan returned to the Bulls. Do you happen to know? I have a question. Yes, what's up? Why would it stop it? Don't you think it would actually just open his schedule more? Like, that makes no sense to me. He went to play baseball. I, I, get, kinda, I know I, that, but... I think it's kind of like branding, too. Like, branding-wise, Jordan didn't want to be associated with basketball anymore. True. And it was like one of those things where, like, eh, is it really... Do we really want to watch a movie about a retired basketball player? I, yeah, I would, the... but I, I... Yeah. There's a lot of rumors right, what that sure, original yeah. there's a lot of rumors about what that original retirement if it really was a quote unquote retirement or if the angel of Stern, the late David Stern, um was going to suspend Michael Jordan for gambling and they worked a deal that he just retires for a year and a half and comes back. There's a lot of rumors about what exactly went down there. But he did return, and the movie was back in play in 95. And then do you happen to know who was originally set to direct this film? Please say Martin Scorsese. Well, not direct, produce. Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, any more guesses? No. Uh, no, actually, I, to be honest, I don't, I don't really remember who was. was Spielberg? Was it Spielberg? No, no. So... Not directing, but Ivan Reitman. Okay. He was a producer, yeah. But screenplay-wise, Spike Lee. Oh, that would have made sense. That would have made sense. He was interesting in helping with the screenplay, but Warner Brothers blocked him from assisting because of of their dissatisfaction uh, with Malcolm X. Oh, wow. Uh, A problem with the movie, too, is that most actors involved, uh, it was difficult to get actors to join the cast because of the odd premise. Essentially, they're working with animated characters, and at that that yeah. at that time, it was kind of ve- outside of Roger yeah. Rabbit. It was very, it was very unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented. Yeah. NBA players um, were the easiest to get, but I don't think it was easy because we're going to talk about what age pass, age worse, and that was not easy at all. Um, eventually, Danny DeVito signed on as well to to uh, for the cast, but Jack Palance was actually rumored to play the Danny DeVito character. Interesting. He's an even from Roger Rabbit too. Uh, I know him from Batman and City Slickers. Okay. Um, and then yeah, that's pretty much all the production on it. The movie cost eighty million dollars and it made two hundred and fifty million dollars. So it was a box office hit. I do not think that the movie that the new one will be making anywhere near that. Um, Trophy Room. This movie actually has some awards, guys. Ooh, nice. So it won the most performed songs for motion picture for the song for You, I Will. I would have thought it was I Believe I Can Fly. But Out of all the songs yeah. on that soundtrack, that's the song. <laughs> In the Annie Awards, it won the best individual achievement for te- uh, technical achievement. It was nominated for best animated feature at the Annie's. It, at the Grammys, it won uh Grammy for I Believe I Can Fly. At the MTV Movie Awards, it was nominated for Best Song. At the Satellite Awards, it was nominated for Best Motion Picture, Animated, or Mixed Media. I actually think they could have gotten away if it was um if the animated feature film was around in the Oscars, maybe they could have gotten away with getting that in. Because it's mostly animated. Uh and then lastly, it was won the best use of animation in a motion picture by the World Animations. Uh, celebration. Alrighty, let's get to it, guys. Ryan, what's age the best? Age the best, Looney Tunes and Lola's reaction to being called doll. Leah, what do you got? Ooh, 
oh my god, so many things. So same here. <laughs> uh, in a world that The Last Dance take they took over like a whole moment of our lives. Starting a movie with Michael Jordan highlights is aged fantastic. Yes, <laughs> yes, it did. yes, it has. Um, I have that. It's like, it does feel like a Michael Jordan documentary, honestly, which is great. Um, adding in the Michael Jordan retirement press conference has aged really well. Yep. Um, the CGI, I thought, it wasn't was, that oh, bad, right? It wasn't Not that bad. All. Yeah, I'm like they're remembering it now. I'm like, you know what? I've seen a lot worse CGI, and I think that this was okay. Um, Danny DeVito's voice acting, mm-hmm. that was really good. great. Um, NBA players scared of a pandemic. Yes, <laughs> I have that as well on my list. That's fantastic. Um, the Monstars intro. Yes, when they get their powers, they grow up and they're like, "Yo, that's super dope." Um, Jordan golfing with celebrities. That it's still happening today. Um, also, Jordan being a celebrity to celebrities. Yes. Um, no one taking their retirement seriously because it, it, and I think you called it out. There were so many like murmurs and rumors about what was actually spurring mm-hmm. on the retirement. And every time, like even Bugs is like, "Yeah, sure, sure, you're retired." <laughs> um, their um their love of just the branding, Warner Brothers repping Warner Brothers, and I think you guys called out in the new movie. Like, there's even you see how vast that empire truly, truly is. Um, girls basketball when they whoop Barkley's ass in the uh, on the on the street court. Yes, and that girl, the-, the girl that was in uh, that whooped his ass, is actually in a Nickelodeon Shaquille O'Neal special that I liked from 1996. I think you it had Keenan Keenan in there. It had um I forgot his name, but the guy the kid from Cousin Skeeter, he was in that as well. Dude. Um, I got. Um, but Charles Barkley promising to never have another technical foul. <laughs> I think that was one of those things that we've seen players since him, like Rasheed Wallace and Demarcus Cousins, yes. who also are very much hotheads. Um, I love this one line, and I remember when I first saw the movie, I loved it when Daffy and Bugs are walking across the golfing golf court to get back to the Looney Tunes. The Tune Mighty world. Ducks line. Yes, yes, yes. I have yes. that as well. That line of like. What kind of a Mickey Mouse organization would name their team? There the is Ducks? a there is a fun fact I'm going to get to later that you're going to love. Oh, that's fantastic, man! Uh, the Air Jordan Nine and the Air Jordan Eleven. That's also <laughs> on my list. You are killing. You are killing it today. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop there because I think if I go any further, I'm just going to geek out more. But yeah, Dan, at least I'm on the table for you. All right, so I have uh, the opening of the movie with the Quad City DJ song, Space Jam. Um, <laughs> Michael Jordan, the basketball player, has aged very, very well. Um, yeah. All the Larry Bird, Bill Murray scenes, they have Yo. aged really well. 90s M- NBA basketball, when basketball was actually basketball. Mm. Um, canceling an NBA season during the middle due to an unknown entity. <laughs> the Monstars, I had the Monstars entrance. Coolio. Coolio has aged well. Coolio, uh, yeah. The Looney Tunes have aged really well. There's such a nostalgic feel to the Looney Tunes. Um, making fun of Disney's The Mighty Ducks, I have that. Uh, what, what what did I miss? Yeah, I have the Air Jordan 11 as well, but what did I miss that you that you wanted to touch on? Because oh, oh, you nailed um, a lot of what I had. Uh, Tarantino love with uh, with FUD and uh, Yosemite yes, Sam. With like the when they fiction. shoot it. Yes, yeah, yes, and I was like, yo, great. Tarantino love in a, in a, it's a Warner Brothers movie, yes. right, for kids. 
Um, the Dan Aykroyd joke with Bill Murray. Oh, yeah, he's like, I didn't up. know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I love that. Um, Jordan coming back to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was that aged incredibly well. The song, I Believe I Can Fly. Um, and there was one, the, another line that I just remembered so well is at the very end of the movie when Bill Murray is talking to Larry Bird about, like, that could have been me. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been there. And then he's like choking. I was like, let's go, Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Literally oh, everything Bill Murray did was fantastic. Everything in this movie. Bill Murray he's did. He's so is good old. in this. All right. So I'll start off with what age worse since Leo took all oh my what age best on the air. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Even though I, I believe I can fly is a great song. R. Kelly, age worse. Ooh. Um, here we go. The opening where baby Jordan tries to dunk. Ain't no way he's dunking at that age <laughs> and from that far of distance. Um, Michael Jordan's home. There's no way he's living in that small house. Yes. And this is where I, Ryan steps out because there's no way he's going to be able to give any intellectual thought on this next comment. The Monstars thinking Sean Bradley's good enough to be on their team? <laughs> I mean... Am I wrong, but Shaq is still in the league at this time? Hakeem Olajuwon is there. David Robinson is there. But you choose Sean who, Bradley? Who is your talent scout, guys? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I would have gone with maybe Shaq. If not even Shaq, Patrick Patrick Ewing. And they did go with Patrick Ewing. So you did get a good center there. Um, Anthony Mason maybe as a power forward? If we're not going with someone great, but someone that will get you like some oh, rebounds. I was surprised that I'm like that they that they spread the wealth. They got two players in their first game that they watched, right? They got yep. Ewing and Barkley in that first game. Yep. Like, why did they even bother going into the other games? They could have just gotten everybody yep. from that those two from that game. You could like, have Ke- Kevin Johnson at the point. I would Danny Age. Could yep. get Danny Age. <laughs> um, I yep, that's what I thought, right? Um, Michael Jordan as a baseball player, that is aged not well. Stan Polodak as in publicist. Like, he's a very bad agent and a very bad publicist. Um, umbrella hats. Umbrella hats. They were a really big, 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 big thing in the, in the late 90s. I don't know what the hell was that about. Um, Stan's digging hole abilities. No one's digging a hole that big in that short <laughs> amount of time. Um, One of the worst acted lines in any movie I've ever seen is the the last one of the last lines that Michael Jordan tells Danny DeVito. He's like, you want a piece of me? Come and get it. After like a 40 second pause. Um, yeah, and that's all I have. I'll leave the rest for Leah. What do you got? Slave labor is top well, yeah, of my that, list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wow. We just threw that in there just like for fun. But yeah, slave labor. Uh Jordan playing basketball, cheating in baseball. Um cheating in baseball when that when the uh the, the catcher is telling him like what way the pitch is coming. And I'm like Yo, I mean, like, in a world where Pete Rose was, like, banned for life for betting on baseball, I'm fairly certain telling the telling the, the batter which, which way it's coming is not That actually, ain't going to flow. Um, guns in cartoons. Uh, when he lands, when Jordan lands, um, you start seeing, like, Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. And I know that they've been, like, they've been controlled recently and more censorship has been c- coming on with guns actually showing up in cartoons. Similar to David Jordan's Michael Jordan's house, no. Michael Jordan's TV set, no. Oh no, that's a good one. That's a, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, it wasn't even a big screen. <laughs> um, 
Uh, aged badly, but this is like just physically. Is Charles Barkley? Yeah. Like, he's really big. It was yeah. like, and I, I know he's become even more famous, even possibly more famous now than he was I, back then. I agree a hundred percent with you. I think he's more popular yeah. now than ever. Right. Um. Uh, this is this is just me being me being part of this area. I gotta say this: the Knicks being good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though the Brooklyn Nets did not win the championship, it feels great to say that I think we are the team of New York. Right. Oh yeah, dude, for sure, man. Um, sexualizing cartoons. Uh, yeah, that was weird, right? That was weird because now, now as an adult, I can look back. I'm like, wait a minute, I shouldn't think Lola Bunny is hot. That's she's, not a thing. <laughs> one, she's a she's an animal. She's a bunny. That's a bunny. <laughs> like if she was like Jessica Rabbit, cool, whatever. At least she's a person. Yeah, but, yeah. this is a bunny. This is bestiality, and but then it also like later interspecies like, erotica. <laughs> I was oh. wait. I was actually gonna say Ryan, you love Clerks too, so I'm sure you're a big Lola Bunny fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, breaking and entering, uh, and there's no alarms at the Jordan house. Oh, that's an, oh yeah, yeah. No. Um, I put fat shaming because uh, there is some fat shaming when um, when Stan, played by Wayne Knight, is uh, is, is trying to play, and they it call remind- him uh, yeah, chubby boy. It reminds me of that episode from The Office where Michael Scott didn't want Kevin to play, and Kevin's actually one of the best shooters yes. that they had in the office. Yo, yes, that's a fantastic call out. Uh, oh, <laughs> they. PEDs <laughs> with, the, with, the, with, the, with the, the secret stuff. <laughs> the secret stuff. Yep. PEDs at halftime. Um, smoking cigars in sports games. No, not. The, uh, and uh, oh, and this is something I love that you called out the halftime score of uh, Space Jam 2. Yes. You remember the final score of this game? Wasn't it like. I don't remember actually. 77 76, right? 78 to 77. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a 2004 NBA game. Dave, how the hell is any games at college game score more than this now? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's my age worst. Ryan, what do you got? The acting, uh, <laughs> kidnapping, and like uh, Leo said, breaking and entering. I-, I will say that Leo and I show that we love the end- the game of basketball. Because all, a lot of our stuff actually has to do with basketball at the time. Yeah. So my next question before we get into the last categories here. This is just for me and Leo. Let's do this. Who are your Monstar 5? If back you, then. Back then. We we're only oh, using 90s players. So, so I, I, I'm going to say my center is Shaq. Absolutely Shaq. My point guard, if we're looking at 1995-1996, is Penny Hardaway. He had he had so much potential back then. I'm gonna go with Gary Payton though. Nothing wrong there. I was actually gonna say my power forward would have been Sean Kemp. Ooh, I love that. So, I, I think I would have stuck with Barkley. I think Barkley or Carl Malone would have been the solid power forward. So I'm I was gonna cheat. I was gonna put Barkley at the three, Kemp at the four, Shaq at the five because the monsters. Dude, that's a big team. Because technically the monsters cheated because they did Ewing and Sean Bradley. So that's why I wanted to cheat oh too. Oh my god! So you know, I cheated. Yeah, I am so glad you brought that up. It took me. I am thirty-five years old. This year, rewatching <laughs> last night, I finally discovered which monster was Patrick Ewing. Because I'm like, wait, because like he's the center. He should be the tallest of the monsters. Mm-hmm. But the tallest monster is, Sean, is Bradley. Sean Bradley. Yep. And like, wait, and Barkley's the four, and Larry Johnson. I'm like, wait a minute, who's? 
who's Patrick Ewing? And I finally realized, oh, so Ewing's playing the four, mm-hmm. which means Barkley's playing the three. Yep. Which means Larry Johnson's He's playing the, the two. two. Yep. So I would not have picked Larry Johnson because since I'm already cheating on positions, I don't think I would have gone Larry Johnson. So if we're looking at twos in the NBA at that time, it was tough because we had Jordan. Obviously, you can't pick him. Penny's a one. So yeah, I'm here one. thinking, like, are we stuck with, like, a Hersey Hawkins? A, no, you could still put, like, an older Clyde like, Drexler I, in there or, like, uh I was thinking of, a, and I felt gross saying it as a Nets fan, John Starks. No, never. Yeah. Never. Okay, thank you. Never. I just, never. I'm, I'm, Reg Miller, Reggie Miller. Oh, duh. Reggie Miller. Duh. Reggie stu- Miller. Because technically go. we could say Kobe Bryant, but he's not. Kobe Bryant yet, so I would not have used Kobe Bryant. But yeah, that's my that's my Monstar Five. Do you have any that. any other additions for you? No, no, no. That's fantastic, right there. That's uh, yeah, Reggie Miller. I would say go through the dream team like roster right mm-hmm. there and think, okay, maybe yeah, Reggie Miller. I think at the point, yeah, I think I love Penny, but I think like in the NBA, Gary Payne is good. That's a great choice, Gary yeah. Payne. Uh, no, I re- love it. If you really want it, and it kind of shows that Pippen and Jordan were friends. Why wasn't he in this movie? He could have been a monster. Yeah, for real. And I, and I wonder, do you think that that's – well, maybe you, maybe you know more about this. Why were those players selected? I, I know, know Barkley and Jordan are best friends. I know that. Not anymore. But, I mean, like, back then – Back then, then they, they were really close, yeah. I'm like, I wonder, like, what? why those players? Was Did Sean Bradley have, like, an exclusive deal with Nike slash Warner Brothers or something? Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, similar to this, a lot of people didn't want to do it. I think Steph Curry was originally supposed to be in the new Space Jam, but I think Under Armour said no. Mm. So, or something along the lines. All right, cool. Ryan, since you're falling asleep over there, we're going to move. Uh, 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 we're going <laughs> <laughs> to move to you. That guy award, who do you got? I'm going to get flack for this. From Seinfeld fans, but Wayne Knight. Um, that's who I have. I all right. So I wanted to put him, but I actually just went with the NBA players that probably people know the least. So I went with Sean Bradley and Muggsy Bogues. Sean Rooks is in there too. Sean Rooks is another one where I'm like, oh, no one knows who Sean Brooks is. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's true. Um, if I go, if I went basketball, it would have been everyone but Charles Barkley and MJ. Yeah. <laughs> um. Who'd you go with, Leo? Wayne Knight as well? No, no, Wayne Knight, Wayne Knight. Because even though, like, even though, like, later on, we know him as the guy from Jurassic Park that screwed everything up, and then we know him as uh, as Newman in Seinfeld. The first time I ever saw him was as uh, as Stan in uh, in in, in Space Jam. I don't like Seinfeld, so I I see maybe three episodes and yeah, I'm it's good. Not, it's 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 not for overrated. Me. I think it's extremely overrated too. Uh, Dudley Shrimp, six man of the film award. There's only one answer here. <laughs> So I actually went in a different direction. I think you're going to disagree with me. But what do you got? You got Bill Murray? I got Bill Murray, All bro. Right. He steals every scene he's in. You, what do you got, Rye? I got the Looney Tunes. I have the Looney Tunes as well. Very good. <laughs> because for the next award, the Becky O'Shea Icebox MVP of the award, there's only one person that gets this award. <laughs> that is Bill Murray. I agree. I All right. If you can think of what is your favorite Bill Murray moment in this movie? I have one in particular, and I'll sh- I'll share after you guys. What do you got, Ryan? If you ha- can think of one, I gotta say it's after the game where he's like, "Okay, no, I'm good after one. I'm gonna <laughs> go undefeated." <laughs> what about you, Leo? If you can think of one, my favorite basketball moment is the behind the back pass to Jordan. I think that's like, that's yo, good. that was a legit pass. Yeah, that, that was, was a legit pass. Yeah. But my favorite moment is like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
I don't play defense. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's actually the entire moment of the golf scene where Jordan disappears and then he's he's there's like a silent pause (laughs) and then he he, Bill Murray looks at Wayne Day, he's like what kind of camera is that? What kind of camera is that? Stop pointing that camera at me. He's just like so, so damn good. As an adult, I'm just like I, I eat up everything Bill Murray does. Is there in anything this movie. bad that Bill Murray's ever done? Uh yes. Yes. Um I forgot the name of I think it's Welcome to Casbah or something like that. It's recent. But I usually I honestly well, was me, he bad in it? He's okay in it. I dude, like I think this is a podcast. The three of us are like such big Bill Murray fans. Yeah. Like if Jenny was on, she'd probably she thinks he's just a cranky old man, but like it, it's okay. He's fucking Bill Murray. You can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, I don't think I, I, I think I like him in almost everything. Well, uh, before we go to the next best uh, favorite Bill Murray movie, Scrooge. Scrooge. Leo. Ghostbusters. All right, cool. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Everyone got the right answer except Ryan here. Uh, favorite <laughs> Christmas movie with Bill Murray would be Scrooged. Well, that's the only Christmas movie with Bill <laughs> I Murray. <know. laughs> Groundhog Day. <laughs> I do love Groundhog Day. He's so good in that. All right. And Peaks and Valley. All right. Peak. Ryan, what do you got? Michael Jordan. I actually have Michael Jordan as well. Yeah. And- uh, yeah, I, I went. I went different for peak. What do you? What Wait, do you got? where did you go for MVP, Leo? Oh, I, yeah, I went Jordan. I oh, went you Jordan. went Jordan. Okay, he literally saved the Looney Tunes from slavery. And now what is acting? <laughs> um, and, and wait, you guys maybe can call this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've been reading. I haven't seen the movie. Obviously, I don't plan on seeing the movie. Maybe. Uh, how? What? What did LeBron do in the game portion of the second movie? Like, how much did he score? The game. Dude, that's my my. If, when I write him, I'm gonna write in my review today for for this week. Um, the worst part about the movie, I think, is the the game. It's 55 minutes long. Wow. <laughs> and I and I don't think he like if we're talking point. Yes, he has the game winning basket. Um. I don't think he's the MVP of the game, Ryan. I think Lola Bunny is the MVP of the game. Uh, I think she's the best player on the team outside, uh, outside of LeBron. I think she has the most clutch points in the game. If we're looking at, like, a basketball analysis, I I would give Lola okay. Bunny the edge here. Yeah, because I think in the game, game-wise, in, in, in Space Jam OG. It's Jordan and Lola, I think. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. Jordan's like what twenty two points? I think he scored. He scores all the points, and except for like a few, like well, Wayne Knight has a two pointer, <laughs> and then he dies. And then he dies. Oh, Bill Murray yeah, just Jordan. has a great assist. Oh my gosh, fantastic! But yeah, I had Jordan as the MVP of the movie and as, of the game. So for me, the reason I have him as peak, and this is all looking at his career, mm-hmm. we have the ninety seven season and the ninety eight season. Ninety eight season ends with that classic shot. He does come back for the Wizards, and it kind of it doesn't take away from the shot, but it also kind of does in a little bit. The reason I do ninety six is because he has a movie. He also wins the MVP. He mm-hmm. wins the uh, Finals MVP. He wins the All Star MVP, and he also sets the all time winning record in NBA history. So that's why I think this is like Jordan's peak like in his career in his career yeah. that's a great great call out that is a great great call so out. but if i have to do just like peak in movies sean bradley just because i hate sean bradley and <laughs> sean bradley is just terrible uh and then who's your peak here leo my, my peak is actually the looney tunes 
the Looney Tunes okay, yeah, were, get were at the, the fuck out. No, no, he's not wrong. wrong. I, Look, yeah. they were they were they were at the height of their power so much so that they could crack on Mickey Mouse and Disney and get away with it. And look at where we are now. Yeah. Warner Brothers True. and Warner Brothers Studios has Harry Potter as their flagship, and barely anyone remembers that Mickey Mouse is their they well, actually, that, that Bugs Bunny is their main person. They actually make fun of that in the new movie because they sent LeBron to the dumps of Warner Brothers. So Yo. they actually do poke fun at the Looney Tunes aren't like relevant anymore. Yeah. Ironically, they're still the best part of like Space Jam. Um yeah. and my valley, I actually have um I'm Bill Murray. Because after this, he has Lost in Translation. He yeah. starts working with Wes Anderson. He has every, literally every Wes Anderson movie he's in. And he just became becomes like a different level of an actor for me. Um, so I have Bill Murray here as well. Uh, what about you, Rye? Teresa Randall. Who the fuck is Teresa Randall? She's in Bad Boys 2, Spawn. I just I... did a quick IMDb search. This was hard wait, for me for Valley. Who, who, who is she in the movie? She's uh, MJ's wife, I believe. Oh. What do you got, Leo? No, I put Bill Murray. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, after this, there's this legitimate acting chops involved. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I think he becomes an actor after this. He stops doing comedies and Comedy, really just, yeah, like, yeah. takes more dramatic roles. All right. Yeah, I try not to repeat when I do it. That's why I didn't put uh, Bill Murray. Valley. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, let's finish up with some quick fun facts about the movie. So, towards the end of the basketball game, Daffy asks Bill Murray exactly, how did you get here? To Bill Murray responds, the producer is a friend of mine, referring to producer Ivan Reitman, who is also the director of Ghostbusters. To keep Michael Jordan happy while filming, Warner Brothers had to build him an actual basketball court so he can use it whenever he's, he could on breaks. Ooh, I love That's that. Nice. My thing is, as a basketball fan, I know what happened before filming this movie, and I know it was the issues with the Nick Anderson steal and loss of the Magic. So I think MJ went into the "I'm going to be as prepared as ever for the mm-hmm. for the next season." Uh, number three, when flying to Mora, when flying to Moron Mountain, the monolith from 2001: A Space Odyssey can be seen at the very top right corner edge of the screen frame, floating in space near a red planet. Number four, Bill Murray accepted the role in the movie after expressing regret on missing out on a chance to star in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Bob Haskins is great, but I think that Bill Murray would have been fantastic in that. And then this is going back to the Mighty Ducks, uh, Leo, and Roger Rabbit. So back in the 80s, Disney's asked Warner Brothers if they could use some of the Looney Tunes characters for the Disney film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Warner Brothers obliged and were the under the belief that Disney will reciprocate the request at a later date. Oh, my God. We get to Space Jam, and Warner Brothers started working on the film, and they actually asked Disney to return the favor and let them use a few Disney characters, including Mickey Mouse, who was originally intended to be the referee of the game. Disney reneged on the original agreement, and they decided to make poke fun at Disney properties in the movie. The rivalry begins. Your rivalry begins. <laughs> Grossing over $230 million. I believe this has not changed since I, where I found this fact. It is the highest grossing Looney Tunes film of any Looney Tunes film and the highest grossing basketball film of all time. Oh, that's, I mean, 
understandable, right? The star power is there. But I'm like, there's been legitimate basketball movies after this. And I like, think oh. the closest one, if we're talking basketball, I probably Coach Carter. I thought, I would think I would think he got game. No, he got game. Didn't make that much money. No, Juwan man. Goodbye, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and then last few here, uh, director Joey picked that actually wanted Michael J. Fox to play Stan. I'm but glad he did. No, no, it was I actually don't... it was overruled by the studio. Good. Uh, Jason Alexander and Chevy Chase were also considered. Uh, and then last three here, Bill Murray's jersey number is 22. Do you want to guess why? There is a reason. Is it because he's? Is it about like Jordan? Is it like he's no? Like almost, it's it's uh... it's about one of his movies. That's the hint. Oh. No, no. Ryan, any guesses? Was it his twenty second? Uh, was it his twenty second movie? No. So, is a nod to his film Groundhog Day, which occurs on February second or two two. Two two. Oh, that's a love nice. that. Nice. Uh, Space Jam was one of the first ever productions to be shot on a virtual studio. Space Jam was actually one of the earliest animated productions to use digital technology. And finally, ladies and gents, anyone listening? My colleagues here, Space Jam is actually now a DC Comics film because the film was adapted into a graphic novel published by DC Comics through their imprint Warner Brothers Reading. So technically, if DC has a multiverse, Michael Jordan could be in it. And it that's beautiful. Ryan, you have something to say. I'm just wondering what uh, his superpower will be. <laughs> he doesn't need one. It's, he already it's... can stretch from midcourt to dunk the ball. <laughs> and honestly, he has Bruce Wayne's. He has Bruce man. Wayne's superpower. He's rich. He's a rich guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, that wraps up this week's episode. This was a fun chat, guys. I love yeah. talking about Space Jam. Next week and the following week, um. We are doing a back-to-back cinephile roundtable where we are next week. We're looking at Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And then the, the following movie of all time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that or Aliens. And then the following week, we are drafting DC. So oh, I'm so jealous. You can come on for that, Rye, if you want. I might. Um, all righty. So that wraps everything up. Thanks, guys. Until, ne- until next week, see you at the movies, guys.